dog is in her bed. And she's curled up, but she's deeply concerned and troubled that beyond the door of the studio, there may be things that need to be woofed up. It's a troubling situation for all, uh, particularly for a dog of that length. The, you know, there could be anything out there. Could be thoughts, could be Cy Twitty, could be Jay, who presents the morning show on Trickstar Radio, Brighton's only radio station, and the official radio station of the Flat Earth Movement. God knows they need a good woofing out. They need woofs, um, borks, general whooping and hollering. Um, licks, sniffs. Um, if I had my way, biting as well. A lot of biting. But if you have a dog that bites, you know, it's only there's only a matter of time until it eats a baby's face. It, uh, they say it's, it's the owner, not the dog. Yeah, it's always a pit bull, isn't it? <laughs> you know, no, it's, they're, they're loving, loving, attentive creatures. And you know, it, uh, it's the fault of the owner. Always is the pit bull that eats the baby's face, though. I just, just, you know, it's very, re- very rarely is it the golden retriever, you know, or the collie, or, you know, the, the Jack, well, I don't know, Jack Russell's like to eat a rabbit. An ex-girlfriend of mine's Jack Russell ate a rabbit's nose. <laughs> Someone's pet rabbit just bit its nose off. I'll have that. Mine. Job done. See ya. See you, buddy. Yeah, I weren't too pleased about that. But, you know, country dog, what are you going to do? Um, my dog is not especially racist. However, it is quite sexist. It doesn't like women, even though she is a woman herself. Um, despite uh, the removal of the womb, she still considers herself to be a real woman. Uh, she's uh, she's just confused. I don't know. You know, maybe, maybe she's had bad experiences uh, as a puppy. But, yep, she's keen on men. Not so keen on other bitches. It's just her thing. It's fine. Don't, don't at her. She doesn't even have her own Instagram account. Not sure how I agree with. Whether or not I agree with pets having their own Instagram accounts. I mean, there's a pound note to be made, though, eh? Fucking pound note in pet Instagram accounts, I tell you. Outrageous. Guys, it's Friday. It's pissing it down with rain outside. Got not soaked as such, but certainly moist. Back in moist night on the way in. Just fairly unremarkable, but fine. It's going to rain for the rest of the day. But in my heart, there are rays of sunshine. Sunbeams, laser beams, unicorns, rainbows, uh, pixie dust. Um, It's all just coming together as one. You know, as one single, round, genderless, all-seeing, asexual orb. That is my vision for society. That Well, that's my hope. That's my dream. You know, my dream is that our differences will be uh, not it just. We won't just accept each other for differences. We will no longer have those differences. That we will all become exactly one and the same. And not only that, but there will not be lots of lots of different. Well, lots of the same people. We will all be one super being uh, with our own gravitational force, just pulling inanimate objects into our gravitational force. We will eventually become um, a supermassive. A black hole sucking in the entirety of the universe into our giant spherical uh, genderless asexual orb and will be a sort of beige color i, I guess or gray grayish nice cross between gray and beige uh, so a nice grayish and then everything will be okay we will have 
quality on every spectrum of analysis uh, down to, I don't know, pi. Down to pi to 7,000 places. Just pi. And we'll eat the pi and we'll rub the pi all over our, our orb. Uh, or, or all body and that'd be that anyway well that's that's my dream you know we should share our dreams more often um not dreams that we had like while we were asleep no one is interested in other people's dreams stop if when look i, look, I am as guilty of this as, as the next man but when the word when you feel the words about to come out of your mouth i had a dream the other night just stop yourself there no one cares no one cares about your dream no matter how wild, no matter how crazy, no matter who was in it. No one cares about your dreams. Or your dream. Well, maybe some do. Guys, it's Friday, Scoffy and Memes. Steady job, a couple extra potatoes, that's all I want. You're getting on, you're pushing 30, Sluggy. You know, it's time to think about getting some ambition. Oh, I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Don't forget, kid. That what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy and that's funny and it's 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 kind of cool and it's interesting and it's edgy and all of that it, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you and if you don't play that out you actually fail ladies and gentlemen Welcome to Coffee and Memes on Threshold Dive M. Oh, on YouTube. Dab Smasher is in the chat. Uh, Mitten DJ is in the chat. Uh, no Time is in the chat. Monkey Z is in the chat. Bert is in the chat. Stin is in the chat. John Anderson is in the chat. Big Wodge is in the chat. Are you in the chat? Are you lurking? There are a lot of lurkers. There are a lot of lurkers in the chat. There are a lot of lurkers on the Discord. Men, and a lot of lurkers in the Facebook, uh, uh, the Facebook post, uh, Facebook group. Um, I get because I mean, like you know, for we get uh, you know obviously a certain amount of listens on on, on and watches on, on the YouTube uh, and then also on the live. Um, but the majority uh, all comes from the podcast. We don't interact, so there are all these podcast listeners out there. We don't know who they are. We have a right to know. What are they building in there? Where are they listening? What do they think of the fucking nonsense? They don't have a chat system. Their voices are not heard. The voiceless majority. The silent majority. <laughs> They're just doing a thing. I mean, there's like 20 or 30 people, I guess, who are like the super active bunch. Uh, the, um, the real uh, tip of the spear of the LDC. And then there's the silent, the silent LDC, who I guess are just sort of they're just, they're just out, they're just doing, they're just doing the work, like doing the keeping up the legacy code. You know, they're just filling out the paperwork, getting stuff stamped, stamped, all done in, in triplicate stamps, more stamps, running it, running it round through all the threshold bureaucracy and everything. They're doing the Lord's work basically, and they they don't get the thanks that they deserve. So thank you, si a silent majority. Uh, this uh, this episode's for you, boys and girls, and non-binaries. This one's for goddamn you. Um, there's some bits. There are some bits. Some cocaine news. Um, there is some uh, Tom Carriage news. Um, he's a chef. Uh, he's a bald man. He's enormous. Like he's enormous. He's at least eight foot tall. 
Uh, I, I, Tom, let's go on. Let's find out. That's what people want to tune in for. They want to find out how tall celebrity chefs are. Height. Uh, what do we reckon? I reckon six foot six. One point. Oh, he's only the same height as me. One point. Uh, six foot four. Okay. Wow. All right. Maybe I'm enormous, and they don't even realise it. And so anyway, he's charging like thirty-five quid for fish and chips, and apparently that's fine. Uh, two Scottish men, <coughs> Chodenstern. Uh, charged in connection with Metropolitan Police hack. Jasper Hamill has the scoop on this. He has the exclusive 26 shares as well. Red Panny Knight in the Hamill household. Whew. Uh, two men start heated argument over bag on empty seat of busy commuter train. Um, it is a slow news day, uh, I will say, um, but we may cover the heated argument uh, between two commuters on a train over a bag uh, that was on the seat. Is there violence? I mean, there better be. <laughs> fucking better be. Jesus. Um, oh, don't wait. <sighs> Jesus. Mary, mother of God. Um, well, let's find out, shall we? Look, is there going to be violence? Please, please tell me there's violence. <laughs> please. Uh. <laughs> Okay, the courts will do all. Yeah, whatever, mate. <laughs> Alright? Well, try and reach Pavo. Yeah? Why don't you move your bag and take your feet out of the seat? Don't touch my property. Take your feet out of the seat and move your bloody bag. Don't touch my property. Don't touch my property. Move it then. Oh, stop it, idiot. Why not? If your bag is on my leg, I'm going to move. Move your leg then. No! Why is this covered in the news? I don't understand. This is really strange. It's, why is this May? It doesn't. Lab Bible have removed the thing where you can see how many shares stuff has got. But like, why? I, Tom Tom Smithers, Dominic Smithers, my boy, my my love child, my. The, he's written 600 words on this. Um, a man has since transpired to be an off-duty police officer. Was for, oh, what? Oh, wow. Now, this is... I don't know if anyone has seen this, but there was a, a recent video from earlier in the week of a, a tall uh, ginger gentleman headbutting a much smaller gentleman on a very busy train. So that's geese is getting leery. And anyway, big ginger lads. Fuck! Oh, my God. God, the connection is outrageous. And then it's just, you can overhear loads of people going, yeah, he asked for that. <laughs> anyway, it turns out he was an off-duty police officer. Wow. Um, a man has since transpired to be an off-duty police officer was filmed headbutting an aggressive passenger who was trying to fight others aboard a busy, pa a busy train. Yeah, that's the man who received the headbutt. Oh, man, I bet that fucking split his nose open badly. Real badly. Uh, can we get the headbutt in here? It's quite a way into the video. Look at me, I'm stopping! Look at me, look at me! 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 Look at me, look at He's done that before. He's headbutted a few Extinction Rebellion protesters in his time, hasn't he? He's kettled a massive octopus. Oh, that's just not happening. The, the media player on Lab Bible is absolute shite. 
I mean, it's of the same standard as the journalism, really, and just the stories in the first place. It's pathetic. Anyway, I've, just, I've had enough of that. That was a sweet connection, though, man. You should be pleased with that headbutt. You go a long way. And there's a um, uh, a kind of tie boxing where they have head they have um, they have headbutts as well. I can't remember what it's called. It's fucking wild, though. It's like normal, you know, Muay Thai elbows, kicks, knees, the full works, but also headbutts. Yeah, it's naughty. I uh, would recommend uh, trying to find that. Um, we've also got... Uh, this has been doing the rounds. Vegan friend, uh, vegan reports friends who fed her chicken nuggets uh, when she was drunk to the police. She found the video of her friends feeding her meat and mocking her online. Um, well, I don't want a victim blame here, but she does sound like kind of a bell. And I'm, I'm not saying that just because she's vegan. She does actually sound like a, a, a real nose. Um, and she was also shit-faced drunk and she, anyway well there's, look, that really does sound like victim baby doesn't it it's just eating a chicken nugget it's not that bad so you're not gonna die oh you're not allergic so like oh yes well they knew i had a really severe peanut allergy so anyway they actually they tricked me into eating the snickers no no they tricked you into eating something that was actually i mean they're chicken nuggets they're probably not I think it's very unlikely for them to be good for you, but God knows what sort of like mismatch of gums and e numbers and chemicals like fake chicken nuggets made out of. I mean, it was probably you know less bad for you the real chicken nugget. Anyway, we'll get into that. Uh, doctors and nurses reveal most embarrassing sex-related injuries they've ever seen. Uh, so that's a bit of fun. Uh, and also, this is wild, man. This is just it is wild. Um, Iranian Angelina Jolie, quote-unquote, lookalike, arrested. Now, this girl has done the rounds quite a lot. Yeah, so she has had an outrageous amount of surgery. She's obviously very ill. Um, an outrageous amount of surgery in attempts to look like Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. Um, she's also quite severely anorexic, well, that's the things. Yeah, she's uh, uh, obviously having a time of things. But uh, she's been arrested for, uh, like, moral degradation or something like that. She's in Iran. Uh, it doesn't look good, man. She's been accused of a string of a string of offences. Blasphemy, instigating violence, illegally acquiring property, insulting the country's dress code, and encouraging young people to commit corruption. Right, well, I mean, you can only imagine what kind of fucking trumped up charges they are in, in Iran I mean having red hair is probably against the law wild uh, authorities arrested Tabar after complaints were made uh, to the police uh, although she had acquired hundreds of thousands of followers since the allegations have come to light her Instagram has been deleted many Instagram influencers who live in the country have fallen foul of the laws the reports however has sparked widespread public mockery of the authorities. Many have commented that the country's legal code is outdated. Yeah, you reckon. Uh, while one sarcastic tweet suggested she should have been involved in less controversial activities like embezzlement and murder. Yes. Uh, Tabar rose to fame last year after her bizarre photos that made her uh, less look less Angelina and more corpse bride. Uh, went viral. She was rumoured to have had around 50 plastic surgery procedures, although many of her pictures were heavily edited. And it turns out to all be a load of rubbish. It turned out to all be a load of rubbish after 
uh, Sahar Tabar posted side-by-side -side images of herself in real life versus herself as Angelina, having confirmed she never wanted to look like the A-lister and was just messing around. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I can't tell anymore. Has she really had surgeries? Is, is she even a real person? Is she AI? Um, it, I don't. I don't understand. What? Someone help! 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 Uh, ah! I don't know, man. Is that even a real dog? What's going on? Uh, she's also reported to weigh only eighty-eight pounds in an attempt to replicate Angelina's petite frame. However, she used a mixture of makeup and Photoshop to create the images. What? The actual. So she's not crazy thin either. What? I don't understand. What? Why is. I, uh. Well, look, man, look, it's, it's, we're, we're off to a bad start today, aren't we? Let's get some freaking shoe throwers into the mix and, uh, uh, and, and then see where we're at. Uh, this bit, Colt. Mountains, we've got a clown sheath throw of the week. Personally, I know it's it's between two. Really, let look. Let's have Sidewinder, Mephius, Camon, Crooked. Uh, it's a wild one. So for me, it's between this and and your boy Tom Finster. Fake, yeah, you reckon in the chat, yeah.
Coming up at 11, brand new show by D himself, Fog on Fridays. Oh, baby boy. Mackie D, they call him, double drop the D. D money, D unit. Giving him the D. like that man just like that nothing uh you don't get no no, no get no warning enough of that i mean i, I mean well, that's, that's your outro is it bit of bit of a cliff edge eh come on bit of a bloody Bloody white cliffs are over that one. Fucking, yeah, see ya. After all that work, all that work, and, and the rest of it, and then just to cast, cast the outro off like spilt semen from a sloppy wank. Just all those potential children, just gone, dead. They won't turn into babies on the dusty ground. Um. Anyway, look. Moby, that's, I don't know, this is going to be fucking weird. Uh, Moby aided Congress investigation into Donald Trump and Deutsche Bank. Uh, don't let it get to you. Uh, a New York uh, Times article about the ongoing US congressional investigation into the dealings of President Donald Trump and Deutsche Bank includes a surprising detail. Moby played a role in the investigation. Great, great. Uh, Moby had been a vocal Trump critic, of course. And revealed he once... Oh, yes! Of course! Of course. Revealed he once brushed his penis on the future president at a party in 2001. Uh, I believe uh, you could rephrase that. Once sexually assaulted the future president at a party in 2001. Um, So, yep, okay. This is Moby the pervert. The Moby who claimed that he had shagged uh, Natalie Portman, however, if you go by the dates, she would have been underage at the time. Uh, it's just a bit fun, isn't it? Uh, uh, now it seems that he played a more formal role in getting at Trump, according to these new revelations. Reporter uh, David Enrich says that Moby met Val uh, Brookschmidt, the adopted son of the late Deutsche Bank senior executive William Brookschmidt, who committed suicide in 2014 and was reported to have feared being scrutinised in the government's Deutsche Bank investigation at a party in Los Angeles last year. Uh, so maybe met this kid last year. Uh, well, anyway. Uh, Val Brockschmidt claimed to have documents from his father's computer relating to the dealings with Trump and alleged money laundering dealings with Russian oligarchs. Sounds fun. Moby is a friend of Californian congressman Adam Schiff, uh, a regular at Moby's vegan restaurant and chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, who is leading the investigation into Trump and Deutsche Bank. He introduced Val Brokschmidt to Congressman Schiff, and Brokschmidt is now an FBI witness in the case uh, who has been subpoenaed by Congress for his documents. Wow, okay. Um, Moby doing... I mean, that... I mean... It does sound like maybe might might actually have done something very reasonable. 
that, like, I mean, you know, if your boy there has actually got some uh, some information or some evidence of actual crimes and wrongdoings, hand those over, baby boy. Don't be shy. Pass me the dossier. Come on. Moby says it's okay. And if Moby says it's okay, it's okay. He's a vegan for life. He's got it tattooed on his neck. He fucked Natalie Portman once. Why would it not be okay? Come on. D- yeah. Now daddy's dead and gone. Let's get Trumpy boy impeached. Come on. Wow. Well, that's uh, interesting. Let's have a little go on. Um, there's loads. Look, this got all... Moby apologizes to Natalie Portman for claiming he briefly dated the actor. Um, Moby reveals brushing his penis on Donald Trump. There he is sniffing his hand um, just to smell the cheesy whiff of, of his pain. Uh, the artist revealed the incident in his memoir. Then it fell apart. Hello, this is Moby. I brushed my penis on Donald Trump. Don't let it get to you. Um, the Go producer said he was just trying to spice up a boring event by knob-touching. Oh, it's called knob-touching. Okay. Uh, the future president of the United States. While at a party in 2001, Moby uh, said he was dared to place his penis uh, upon the current leader of the states, then famous for being a property tycoon. In his new memoir... Uh, then it fell apart. Uh, Trump should um, have him done for assault. I think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Imagine that. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Uh, Moby said, "I drank a shot of vodka to brace myself. Pulled my flaccid penis out of my trousers. Casually wore past Trump, trying to brush the edge of his jacket with my penis." Imagine fucking Moby's little shriveled, little flaccid white penis, his little flaccid vegan, pale, anemic penis. Hanging out of his slacks. Oh, I'm gonna rub it on Trump. Just what an unpleasant sight. The two of them, they're just both deeply unpleasant in their own special, unique ways. Just a bizarre tryst of unpleasantness. Ugh. Apparently, Moby's member didn't seem to have much of an impact, as he said. Luckily, he didn't seem to notice or even twitch. I returned to my friends and ordered another drink. I said, "Don't let it get to you." Host of The Late Show, Stephen Colbert, who's read the book, said, Somehow this chronicle of a long, dark night uh, of the soul also evokes funny stories involving Trump, Putin, and a truly baffling array of degenerates. Great. Uh, can someone read it so I don't have to? And just give me the give me the bullet points of when and where Moby is completely insane. Um, Moby also, uh, he did a lot of posting on forums advocating for false flags on a lot of sort of far-left commie forums saying we should go out and do some false flags so to such a point that committing false flags um if you were someone that committed a false flag you were known as a moby and you could be singled out hell he's a moby he's not really a protester or whatever queer fellow queer fellow you know now it's the queerest folk uh, we've, enough about Moby. Fortnite news. Fortnite is as addictive as cocaine, according to a new, new lawsuit. The lawsuit claims that Epic Games knowingly made Fortnite too addictive. That's a hell of a pa- bit of power to have, like to be able to create something, a computer game or an app or whatever, that is to be able to make it. No, we're making this too addictive. I mean, you've got to be fucking good at something to make it ridiculously, like, you know, Fortnite's obviously a. A, a runaway success, but to be able to knowingly make something too too addictive, that's a hell of a power to wield. The Canadian law firm called Kalex Legal 
is preparing a class action lawsuit against Fortnite developer Epic Games, claiming they knowingly made the video game too addictive. How would you do that? What What's the recipe? Tell me. What are the 11 secret herbs and spices? Tell Moby. Moby won't tell. Don't let it get to you. Um, a Galex Aligala. Uh, oh. According to TechSpot, the lawsuit claims that people who play Fortnite experience a dopamine release in the brain similar to when taking drugs, like cocaine. A Galex Aligala attorney named Alexandra Esposito uh, Chatarand expressed the focus of the class action lawsuit. Epic Games, when they uh, created Fortnite, for years hired psychologists. Wow. They really dug into the human brain and they really made the effort to make it as addictive as possible. They knowingly put on, uh, put on the market a very, very addictive game which was geared towards youth. Damn. That's wild. Let's get some psychologists involved. Let's really drill down into the addi- into the nature of addiction so that we can create this game. That's fucking mad. That's some Black Mirror shit. Behind the lawsuit are the parents of two children, aged 10 and 15. Uh, who are a real pain in the ass, but if you stick them in front of Fortnite, they shut the fuck up. Uh, who says their kids are addicted to Fortnite? The lawsuit also cites a 2015 class action lawsuit against tobacco companies, which found that the companies did not take the necessary steps to warn users about health issues that arise from smoking. Great, so computer games are probably soon going to have big warnings on them. So, warning, computer games are addictive. They turn you into a fucking dweeb. Warning. Nerd. <laughs> You may catch the nerd. Yeah, you may take a turn for the dweeb. Uh, now Epic Games is being pressed with the same claim. They do not warn players of how addictive the game apparently is. Like, no one is no one is put off by how addictive things are. I mean, guess people can be put off when you really describe, like... No, no one's like, I don't know if I should try six. They're supposed to be addictive. Oh, God. They're like, well, maybe, like, oh, you know, they're very bad for you. But I was like, I'm really scared. They're really addictive. Earlier this year, the World Health Organization record re- recognized video game addiction as an official mental health disorder. It is defined as a pattern of persistence or uh, recurrent gaming behavior that takes precedence over other interests and daily activities. That's quite vague. And, I mean, you could... But you could uh, you can make the say you can make that argument about music production. Like when you first get into music production, when I first got into it, I was fucking obsessed. Yeah, you, you probably could make the argument that it was an addiction. Like I'm finding it a little bit with like learning to code now that I just want to do it all the time, and it, I'm perhaps neglecting doing work that <laughs> pays the bills uh, in order to learn a, a new skill. But that's that's how you get good at something, right? I mean, the thing is that with video games now, there is a there's a career path there. You could become, you know, and you know, successful in esports, or you could become a YouTuber that plays games. There's, you know, there's obviously there's a billion dollar industry around it. So it's like, at what point do you draw the line between like I'm training, I'm doing unpaid training, because like. Basically, <laughs> it's like ninety percent of my mu- life in music has been effectively unpaid training. Well, that's what you're doing, aren't you? And you're making a record. That's unpaid training until you get until you get any money for it. Like you're effectively an intern for the drum and bass industrial complex. 
Yeah, so where's the line? Like, okay, well, I'm making records. I'm on Ableton for 10 hours a day. Am I addicted? Should I go to rehab? What would that look like? So like, look, you've been working on that snare for 15 hours. You need to start waking up at five in the morning, cold showers, listening to folk music, listening to music that doesn't have any snares in it. It's some ambient stuff, bit of bit of old Eno. Come on, man. It's like, I just gotta get that snare right. Ugh, the mix does. Like, look, you've, you've been mixing down for four hours. You you've, can't see the wood for the trees. You need to do it in 15 minute chunks. Look, come on, man. You're addicted here. Where's the line, man? I mean, I guess if you're like a child, yeah, perhaps. But like, hmm, I don't know, man. I don't know. Let me know what your thoughts are in the chat. Answers on a postcard, usual address. Uh, right, so lesson anyway, let's get into Shoe Throw of the Week. I believe it to be this by Tom Finster. It's called Phantom Power, and it's an absolute freaking riot. I'll be playing this out if I ever play out in clubs again. There's a deal for you, Tom. I'm scared to leave the house now that I'm worried if I go out, Moby might come and rub his dick on me. It's a very real possibility. He might be doing it now and I might just not not know. As I mentioned, brand new show from our boy, D, at 11 o'clock, straight after this, Fog on Friday. I think we should keep calling it Fog on Friday. It's got a nice ring to it. And then at 12 o'clock, brand new smorgasbord for two hours. It's the next three hours of your life, sort of, guys. Thank you. 
Now my eyes get no rest, yeah Man, Tom Finster, Phantom Power, all up in your bitch. <laughs> Christmas Disney film business. <laughs> oh, lovely stuff. Uh, Eltex sent this one through on Discord. It's a nice one. McDonald's armed robber forced to buy cheeseburger in order to open the till. <laughs> Needs a must. Uh, Daniel Para Braun, 37, from Coventry. He's one of uh, Squidge's mates, I would imagine. Uh, paid for the 99p burger. <laughs> he actually paid for it before escaping with 136 quid in taking. So, 135 quid profit. It's not bad, is it? There he is. He looks like mate here of um, first series of Walking Dead. Uh, oh, he's in a few more series, wasn't he? Uh, a robber who demanded cash from McDonald's was told he had to buy something before the till would open. So he ordered a 99 cheeseburger and paid for it. Um, Daniel Pat... It would have been funny if he paid for it with a card. Did you take contactless? <laughs> Sorry, it has to be over a fiver. Fuck! Uh, another five of them then, please. Daniel Power Braun, 37, handed a fiver to the frightened server, then made off with 136 quid take. So it's actually only £131 in profit. He <laughs> handed over the money! <laughs> That's so funny. I wonder if she gave him a check, gave him the change. Like, don't you just got to put it through the till? You don't actually have to hand over money to put the till to open. You just have to ring it up. <laughs> It burst into the fast food restaurant and placed a note on the counter which read, I am armed. Give till cash now. He tells staff, you're going to have to. I am armed. Uh, it was one of four times Parabron stuck in 12 hours. One of four times. Oh, Para struck in 12 hours. What, the same one? He's now been in jail for five years after admitting two robberies and two attempted robberies. Okay, so he ballsed up. Two of them. Parabron was caught shortly after the raids in June last year in his home city of Coventry. Uh, Judge Peter Cook said at Warwick Crown Court, I accept this bizarre few hours of your life was the product of something of a psychiatric collapse. Your behaviour has a peculiar flavour to it, and it was not just about obtaining money. There's no suggestion you had a weapon, uh, but the people on the other end of the threats were not in on that. 
Okay, well, you know, hope he gets the help he needs if this was just, uh, you know, him having a fucking breakdown. You know, it can happen to the best of us. God bless him. Uh, you know, I hope, hope he sorts his act out, gets his life together. Um, <laughs> hand over the money, though. You're actually, no, you don't have to give me the cash. I'm supposed to give you the cash. Oh, yes, yes. No, right, sorry. Yes, we're doing, we're doing a robbery, aren't we? Okay, yeah, fine. People are getting stoned at an emergency shelter atop Ben Nevis. But there's fuck all else to do there. Yeah, look at it. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, you could, could have a wank, I guess. Make love to a beautiful woman. If you've uh, managed to convince one to get out there with you. Uh, they're not exactly pastimes that are usually linked with one another, or, to be quite honest, encouraged as a partnership. But apparently people are climbing up Ben Nevis in Scotland to have a spliff of the summit inside an emergency shelter. Yep, according to reports. And why would they lie? Stoners are using the hut at the crest of Britain's tallest peak to smoke pot. Like Tom Wood, you're in your mid-twenties, yet you're using the language of the boomers to describe the Maui Maui Ganja Spliff. <laughs> to describe these lorry driver cigarettes. Yeah, the toot. To describe these, these zoot spliffs. What a strange world we live in, eh? Sure is, Tom Wood. Sure is. The emergency shelter, which is supposed to be for, you guessed it, times when people are really struggling, is being used by potheads. Fucking hell. Who want to hotbox it before walking down the mountain. Imagine that. You've got to admire the dedication. After a spliff, most people just want to eat a gigantic bag of Munster Munch and watch Future Armour. Are you f- in your mid-60s, Tom Wood? Yes, they probably want to turn on the Grateful Dead and stare at a lava lamp for a while. And then maybe get the munchies. Instead, some intrepid psychedelic explorers are travelling up to the 1,345 metre peak and smoking up, smoking up, in the enclosed space of the misty hut atop the summit. They're then getting all whacked out and groovy on these ganja pipes. (laughs) And, oh God. Uh, Instead, uh, is it the altitude? Or that they've just yomped up a gigantic hill. Who knows? The intriguing behaviour was reported by Murray Cheshire when he discovered a load of smokers up there the other week. A 24-year-old engineer uh, from Kinross had been on his own mission to Ben Nevis. Uh, However, once he arrived at the top, he got an overwhelming whiff of the devil's lettuce. Uh, Barbados Bensons atop Ben Nevis? You betcha. Barbados Bensons? I've not heard that one before. Murray wrote, Climb Nevis to find two dudes hotboxing the weed there at the top. Pretty groovy, man. He's not alone, either. Uh, others have spotted that it appears to be something of a thing, apparently. Another hill walker, David King, said, I walked up the uh, <laughs> Ben Nevis uh, last weekend, uh, and the amount of stoners was unreal. I honestly passed by six groups. Douglas Sykes said, It should mask the smell of fish in the hut. Pish. The smell of pish. Oh, sorry, Scottish, isn't it? It's just mad. Oh, I can't, can't do the Scottish accent. Not not just off the cuff. Um, it should mask the smell of pish in the hut, at least for a wee while. What a lovely sentiment, Douglas. Thanks a lot. Uh, however, there is a serious element to it. It should be immediately obvious that you shouldn't get too baked to the top of a mountain. It is, after all, dangerous up there. You could get lost. You could get stuck. The possibilities are endless. That's before... That's even before you blaze it. Joanne Kent cautioned, people need to take the mountain seriously. Sound advice, Joanne, sound advice. Okay, thanks, guys. Um, That's great. That's really cool news. 
Big Pom? Out there now. Yes, I can hear him. Yes, I know, he's there. Yes, he's northern. I know. Yes, he has a little white cock. I know. Yes. Is he using racial epithets again? Yeah. Tally! Turn the mic off to scold the hat. It's pro probably enough now, I would have thought. Yeah, probably enough. Oh, my God. All right, look. Do you want me to play a record? Shall I play a record, yeah? And then to get over there. Whoop, whoop your bitch ass. Um, what should we have? Let's uh, have this AMC bit. It's called Energy. It's a nice bit. There's a good doggo inside, but sometimes it just it's not allowed out, if you know what I mean. She wants to be good, I think.
Energy by AMC. Naughty bit, no doubt. AMC Energy, it's a record, the genre is drum and bass, and you can find it at our price, uh, price at $1.99 on 7-inch single. Um, last bit for you today, more cocaine is snorted in London than Barcelona, Amsterdam and Berlin combined! Combined! Wow. There is more cocaine consumed in London than in Barcelona, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the market for the drug in the UK's capital is reportedly worth an estimated $1 billion every year. <whistles> According to the Metro, uh, there are more than half a million doses of cocaine taken in London every 24 hours. Okay, you're going to um, gonna have to let me know what you consider to be a dose. What are we doing? A bump? Just one key? A line? How big a line? Are we talking a slug or a hair? An elephant leg? You know, a real showstopper? What? That, that's... It's like saying, oh, um... You know, uh, half a million drinks are consumed. Well, like, half a million alcohols are consumed. Well, what? Beer, wine, whiskey? It's just different, isn't it? How big? Half a pint? Two pints? One pint? Uh, this amount is an estimate has an estimated street value of 2.7 million. 2.7 million quid's worth of gear every day just in London. Yikes. Study carried out by King College, that's King's College, London University, tested wastewater for uh, benzo, benzo something or other, the compound produced when the body breaks down the Class A drug. They found that Londoners collectively consume an average of 23 kilos of cocaine per day. So how much does that mean? Can someone do a quick math? Uh, extrapolate that up to a year? 
times that bad, but well, look, we can have a go. How many people, can someone just put in the chat how many people there are in London? Okay, so that's 23 times 365. Uh, so that's eight tons. Uh, eight and a bit, almost eight and a half tons of gear a year in London. But how many people are in London? There's like 20 million people or something in London, aren't there? Uh, like, uh, what were we saying there? Guys, anyone? Guys. Guys, 8.1 million. Okay, I'm just going to take that as gospel from Bert. Um, you're going to divide that by uh, 8 million. Oh, okay, right. So what's that, a gram a year each? Is that right? Everyone's doing one gram a year. No. Point... Oh, someone, some, someone do. I can't, I can't. I mean, I could do it if you know, if I had a bit of paper and a calculator. But you know, off off me heed, top of me heed. You know. Uh, well, let's just go with a gram. Everyone in London is doing a gram a year. All right. Maybe you know, you someone's nan. You, you get rid of all the nans and all the babies. All the people of of cocaine taking age. Two two grams a year. Dog. How many are you on a year? Too many, I would say. All right. Yeah, yeah, great. Yes, fine. Never work with animals or children or jump up DJs. Talking of which, we have D's new jump up show, Foghorn Friday, coming up next. Guys, what have we got left? Is there any other bits? Let's just. We'll do Tom Kerridge and his 32 quid fish and chips. Oh, she's got. Oh, she's. She's loose. She's at large. She's got out. She's got out of this door and into. She's in Trickstar now. <laughs> They've had their uh, DAB broadcast license taken away, so they're not actually on DAB anymore. And they had it taken away after apparently two hours of consistent swearing from one of the shows in the middle of the day. Um, uh, yeah, I think there perhaps needs to be a little bit more um, uh, screening of who is allowed to DJ on it. Nevertheless, they're reapplying to try and try and get it back. Tom Carriage says it's easily justifiable to charge £32.50 for fish and chips. Dog! Tally! Uh, Tom Carriage explained to Cheltenham Literature Festival why his restaurant charged so much for fish and chips. Well, I would hope that it's really good. If it's really, really good, I mean... I mean, it's not loads of money, is it? Um... According to the Michelin star chef, the figure is easily justifiable. Speaking at the festival, the 46-year-old explained just what went into his luxury take on the seaside favourite. Why am I reading this? Including fresh dayboat turbot, turbot, the finest quality potatoes, and a fruit matson sauce. Okay, D, you're the only good chef here, as far as we know, uh, at least professional. Let us know whether or not you feel it's justified. From my point of view, fish and chips is one of the greatest dishes in the world. It's up there. Uh, there are Japanese three Michelin-style restaurants that are doing tempura that are specialising in amazing pieces of fish that are deep-fried and served and cost the earth. Why can't we have the best fish in the world, create the best batter, deep-fry it and serve it with amazing potatoes? Fair play. They think it's not that much in terms of like what you can pay in extravagant restaurants. And I think for like having the best fish and chips in the world is probably better than most food. You know, particularly like expensive restaurants, like oftentimes, like you get great food, but yeah, it's all of the, yeah, God, fucking fantastic. The best fish and chips ever. Come on. It's like, well, look, I'll pay 30 quid for best roast ever. 
And I mean, that's probably going to be better than your 250 quid tasting menu at the Fat Duck or whatever it is. Just re- really, when you, you know, boil it down. No, you've got 17 courses, four of which are just foam. Uh, the fifth course, Heston Blumenthal, comes out and spits in your mouth. Uh, he's just been sucking on sucking on some um, a baby's nappy for a couple of days and is really tangy. Oh, you're back, are you? Okay. Um, really tangy and he just gobs into your mouth. That's course six. Uh, course 22 is um, they fill a, a bicycle inner tube uh, full of red, warm red stripe, razz that around for a little bit and then serve that with a um, diesel fume reduction. Anyway, it's 250 quid. You'll be ill for a week afterwards. But it's the experience, you know, and you get to meet Heston and you get to kiss his forehead. So, you know, that's where the money goes. Anyway, look, guys, it's the end of the show. Real slow news day today, so thanks for bearing with me. Um, And it's the end of the week. It's pissing it down with rain out there, but don't let that stop you from getting out there and slinging that dick. Have good weekends. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. You know, be nice to people. Fucking be nice to each other in the discord it's winding me up uh and you know coming up next d with fog on fridays and then at midday smorgasbord sessions with another two hours brand new freaking music uh so that's a lot of fun i will be tuning in um what have we got vip list thank you to everyone also today i'm going to be setting up the alternative method of supporting for those that don't want to support on patreon or would rather their money was better spent and didn't disappear into the ether of Silicon Valley. Uh, the VIP list is Greg Cornford, Oliver Hooper, Tom Ryan, Reese Mosson, Squidgy Beats, Paulie Hutton, Kieran R. Michael Kaczynski, Matty Tompkins, Dave Long, Joel Potter, Cole Murphy, Sam Howard, Tony J. Richard Patterson, Tom Cam, Stephen Harris, Matthew Bullard, Ryan Van Thunderbuck, Mike Pye, Lily Ann Sumbridge, France, Thomas Alcho, Ryder, John Finnis, and the BDR crew, Peter Bradshaw, Austin Grief, Cooper, Kennedy, Lightfield, James Parry, Hannah Bartendo, Lady Scrivington, Liam the Menace Underwood, Dan Fucking Morris, Guy with no STDs, MMC, Josh Williams, Robert Humphreys, Shibby T. Coco Shiva, Dan Elson, Tyron Wilmore, Mr. Pope, Dark Progressive Sightrans is actually superior to drum and bass, Chris Brakes, The Build, Chris Abartheson, Owning Bates, Lee Filler, D, Daniel Jemmy Flaxis, Matt Wright, Grant Sullivan, Tom Robinson, Dab Smasher, Connor Smythe, Kevin Kaiser, Chris Shaw, Cosmic Waff, Meat Loaf, Nick Brock, Sean Simpson, Robin Card, uh, Hugh Dana, Sarah Hunt, The Hitchmas, L Tech, Will Lay, Ben Virgo, Dan Tweed, Lopez, Alizar, Big Watch, My Hill, Marty, Danny, Nick Fleming, Carl Lewis, Gordon and Liz, Carl Williams, Tom Skipper, Unfortunately, it's George DC, Anthony Sharp, Claudia, Lushmere, Benny Strom, Moshe, Timmy, John Forsyth, Anderson, PSN, Godlight, MC Hammer, Daddy, Your Mum, Leonardo Gervais, and Big 8. Guys, I'll see you on Monday for more of these coffees and more of these memes. More of these goddamn shoe throwers. Okay, be good to yourselves over the weekend, and remember that I goddamn love you. Woo, goodbye.